Hallelujah. Let's keep playing for a little bit, Joseph. We're just going to flow with the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm going to start actually backwards on my message. Got to go all the way to my last page because y'all pulled this out ahead of time. It's your fault, so don't blame me that it's, it's out of order here. It's not out of order. It's in order. Amen? You know, um, you understand the realization that God's given us everything that we need to succeed in life. You know, from the very beginning of time, he's created us. He put us, he put man in the garden, and he says, be fruitful, multiply, replenish to the earth, have dominion, take authority, walk in this. I'm giving this to you. And then Jesus came back, and he gave, he bought, he got that authority back for us, and he's given it to us. And God's not asking us to do anything that we're not, that he's not already put on the inside of us to get done. But if we're going to continue to try to do it in our own physical ability, we're never going to obtain the fullness of what he's wanting to accomplish in our lives. I'm not saying that you can't do principles and get things done, but I'm telling you the fullness of what God wants to do in your life is beyond your natural ability to accomplish that. And you and I have got to continuously get the the natural out of the way in order for the supernatural to take place because the world's not going to be moved by your natural. The world's going to be moved and be touched by the supernatural power of God showing up in your life. And they can't help but see that there's a miracle going on in you, through you, by you. Come on. And, and in order for that to take place, we've got to be more spiritually minded than we are carnally minded. Amen. And, you know, we got the Holy Ghost. Man, that's good. Man, that you, you, you know, you, we need more. You need more of that. I, I'm telling you right now. They laugh at me. You can come spend time with me in my home. But I sing, I laugh. I, I'll sing like that in the Holy Ghost all the time if you let me. You know, it can get loud in my house real fast. And, 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 it, and it's on purpose. Because all of us are pressing towards the same mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And I've got to trust more on who's on the inside of me than what I'm naturally able to do. In order to do that, I've got to get out of my flesh. I need to get my spirit man. Let that be more real to me than my physical being. And the, the last area that I was going to cover tonight was understanding, because the, the title of this message tonight is Faith Remembers. Faith Remembers. Faith Remembers. Well, what does it remember? The Bible says, and, and this is the scripture that I was going to take you to, is John 14, 26. And it says this, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things... Now, this is important. This is more, it's more than, than what you remember. It's what God remembers. God remembers a covenant that he established with us from the foundations of the earth. All things that he calls all things to remembrance. He reminds the whole, everything is reminded of what God created me and you to be and to do. And that's to walk in the fullness of the blessing without measure. To walk in the anointing, the anointed one in his anointing. Now, if we're going to continue to do things in the just by the natural ability, then we're robbing God from allowing his supernatural power to invade the earth. We're supposed to have heaven invading the earth. Come on. And in order for that to take place, we've got to tap more into the spirit realm than we do the natural realm. Because our weapons are not carnal, but mighty to God to the pulling down of strongholds. And those strongholds are in the spirit realm that move the natural realm. Come on. 
Peter should not have been able, Jesus should not have been able to walk naturally on the water. Peter should not have been able to walk naturally on the water, but he superseded natural laws and stepped into the supernatural law of God Almighty where there are no limitations. And in order for us to go where God's called us to do, we need to be reminded of what God has done for us and what God has empowered for us to walk in. And the one way that you're going to do this better than anything else is he's given you a gift because you can't do it in your natural. If you could have done it in your natural, Jesus would have never had to come. You would have just been able to attain the law by yourself. But the reality of it is we could not do that. And he sent us a comforter. He sent us a teacher. He sent us the Holy Spirit to remind us of all things. Bring all things to our remembrance so that we could execute and walk on the face of the earth as children of the Most High God. Invading the earth with the power and the presence of God through us. Through me. Through you. You and I are an extension of his grace and his mercy to the whole entire world. And we've got to tap more into the supernatural than we do the natural. How do you do that? You pray in the Holy Ghost. You pray in the Holy Ghost. You build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost according to Jude 20. You've got, you and I have got to do that. It's a choice that we make. Come on. Dude, man, I, I would have loved to have seen David. I mean, he had the anointing of God. But can you imagine what he'd have done with God on the inside of him? Good glory. That boy kicked rear and took names, man. I got to watch how I say that. But the reality of it is that that's what you and I are called to do. To rule and reign with Christ Jesus. But if we're going to stay in the natural, we're never going to comprehend the things that God has in store for us. But not just for us. For those around us. For the rest of the world to experience. We've got to be reminded of who we are in Christ Jesus. And we need to let the Holy Spirit call these things to our remembrance. Because there's times when you don't feel like it. There's times when you're pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, and every devil in hell seems to wake up with you. Come on, knocking on your door, trying to get in your bed with you. Come on, trying to go to go to sleep with you, drive down the road with you. And you and I have got to supersede that by pressing in by the Holy Ghost. Your natural man can't do that. You and I've got to get in the Holy Ghost. We got to pray in the Holy Ghost. We got to speak in the Holy Ghost. We got to pray, we got to sing in the Spirit. I will sing in my natural and I will also sing in the spirit. I learned this years ago and I'm so thankful for for the the knowledge and the revelation that's been passed on to me from mighty men of God that have poured into my life that allow me to see how that supernatural power works. But here's what you do when you're facing a situation. This is how you step in and let God remind you of who who you are in your situation. Because sometimes your mind is surrounded by everything else that's going on in the natural that you can't comprehend what God has in store for you. But if you'll step into the spirit and start praying in the spirit, start praying in other tongues, allow that to uh, 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 cultivate on the inside of you. Allow it to stir up. The Bible says, stir up your most holy faith. Stir it up. You pray in the spirit. This is what I learned. I pray in the spirit over a matter, over a situation. And after I've got done praying, all of a sudden scripture starts coming to my mind. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. What is it coming from though? The Holy Spirit, after I prayed in the spirit, releases it and gives me the unction to know what to pray for in my situation. It's the lines and the principles of the word of God. The Holy Spirit's not going to separate himself from the word of God. 
He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. In order for you to be reminded of who you are, even if you don't know who you are, even if you don't know all the benefits that have been provided for you. There was a time I was trying to understand what praying in the Holy, I'm a, oh, I come from a Baptist background. Worked for the largest Baptist church in America. That was the last church, major church that I worked for. And, and let me tell you something. My natural, I wanted to understand. I was like, man, I got to figure this thing out. And I, well, you know what I started doing? When I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I thought, I can't figure that out. That's a good thing, amen? So I was like, okay. So I just started praying in the Holy Ghost. And I started praying. If I, knew, if I wanted to understand, I wanted to understand what was happening on the inside of me. I was like, I just pray and hold up. I thought, Lord, I need some wisdom here. I'm praying in the spirit because I am, I cannot, my, I know something's going on inside of me, but I can't figure it out. So God, I'm just going to, I'd pray for hours. I'd pray for, all, it seemed like all night sometimes. I wanted to understand what it was that was taking place on the inside of me. And you know what was so amazing? God would quicken my spirit and take me to different passages of scripture. He took me to Isaiah chapter 28 when he talks about with stammering lips and an unknown tongue. Will I speak unto my people? This is a rest by which I may cause the weary to rest, but they would not have none. And I've seen so many ministers wear themselves out way before they were called to wear themselves out because they're doing ministry in their own natural ability rather than than trusting in the Holy Ghost that's been sent to them to help them do the work. Jesus, let me tell you, you can have all the head knowledge that you want, but if you don't have the Holy Ghost leading you where that head knowledge is concerned, you're doing it in the natural. And the natural man, the carnal mind, is the enemy against God. And it's, it's not any different than in your personal physical life. You're trying to restore your wife, your marriage, your relationships with your kids. You're trying to make things happen. Let it go. Let it go. Give it to God. Start praying in the Holy Ghost and allowing whatever's coming out of you, praying in the Spirit to be spoken immediately. When I was believing for my wife, I, I was a, I was, before I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I was a train wreck looking to happen when it came to women. I'm just being real. Just She'll tell you that. So I knew that I needed a change. So at 27 years of age, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. But it started about nine months, uh, a year before that because I was like, I messed, something's not right here. But I get filled with the Holy Ghost for, for five straight years. I'd pray in my way. Every time I had a desire, a natural desire for a woman. And I start praying in the Holy Ghost. I thank you for my wife that she's tall, she's beautiful, she's gentle, she's attractive. She's called to the ministry. I would start, I'm telling you, I would begin to speak supernaturally into existence what God already knew my wife was going to be like. I would pray. Sometimes I'd pray for a long time. Amen. Get your flesh out the way. Some, some of you may think you know the job that you're supposed to have. Get your flesh out the way. Come on. Some of you may think you know the man you're supposed to have. Get your flesh out the way. I'm just being real. And you, what do you do? You get into the supernatural. Because see, I had tried on every shoe you can imagine when it came to women. I'm just being real. My wife knows this testimony, so it's no surprise to her. And I, and I realized I'm not very good at picking them out. Hello? Uh, just a reality check right there. Okay, so what did I do? I said, I'm going to get out of my head. I can't do this, Lord. I, I, I've blown this where this is concerned. I need your help. You know what he gave me? He gave me the Holy Spirit. And he began to d- develop on the inside of me and understand an intimacy with him so that I could receive my wife. He taught me how to train myself not to look to the left or the right where women were concerned, but say, focus on him. And one of the confessions that he had me speak out of myself, I will know my wife on the inside before I ever know her on the outside. I had no idea what that was looking like. 
But I'm telling you by the spirit of the Lord, as I prayed for five years, five years, I, I didn't care. I was not, I was done with making mistakes. Hello? I would pray over my wife. If a woman, because women, they ain't scared. They come up to you. I'm like, I'd be praying in the Holy Ghost. Get thee behind me, Satan. Let's keep on going, Jesus. Amen? Hello? There's some things in your life that the devil is going to, they're going to bring plenty of Ishmael's into your life. And you're going to have to, you're going to have to count. You, you can't, you're natural. Oh, they look great. They have money. They've done, they got a job. Come on now. Look like they got it all together, Lord Jesus. Come on. No, you've got to understand that you, your natural mind is, the Bible says, the enemy against God. Okay, so i got to get my head out the way. What you think, up here, the, the Bible says, lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. So I would continue to pray in the spirit, and I'd confess that over my wife. You know what was amazing is that when uh, the Lord, y'all know Trey Johnson, he's the one that actually called him and his driver called me about Cassie years ago. And, I, and here's the cool thing about it, is they called me, and I thought, man, I ain't got time for that. Another girl, uh, lottie, lottie, lottie. But some of my spirit man was alive to it. And they said, well, at least it'll come lead worship for you somewhere. And so I was ministering over here at the stockyards, the Fort Worth stockyards, and uh, preaching at, at a rodeo there. And um, I called her up. I called her on a Tuesday. Now, she, she's, she's more sensitive to the Holy Ghost than I am, John. Just letting y'all know. Because the first time she heard my voice, she knew that I was her husband. The very first time. She ever heard my voice. We had two conversations. In the second conversation is when I knew she was my wife. You know why? Because the anointing of God showed up in that room. When we're just talking on the phone. This is way before iPhones, y'all. Okay? I, my bag phone was working big, baby. You know? But the reality of this was the anointing showed up. And it made, at first, it made because I was like, Lord, you, you're in this room right now. I got off the phone with her. He said, son, well, if she's not everything that you and I have been praying for the last five years, then she's not it. But I'm telling you, she's it. And before I ever knew her, I knew she was my wife. So I met her in March. I proposed in May. And we got married in June. And, and you know what? But you know what? What, I'm, what? what is that testimony about? Don't lose it in the illustration right here. Man, I'm telling you, there's things you've been believing for. And you've been trying to, you've been trying to do it all in your natural ability. And you need to let the Holy Spirit call to remembrance what God has said about you in certain situations in your life, what his word says about you, what he's preordained and predestined for you to walk in before the foundation of the world. He remembers those things. He had a call on your life when you were before you were in your mother's womb. So if you don't go to him to figure out what the plans are for your life, it's your plans, not his plans. And you're frustrated and you keep going down different roads that just seem empty and bold and annoyed. But I'm telling you, God wants to manifest his glory. And he's going to do it by calling to remembrance what his word says about you and what he's preordained and predestined for you to walk in, which is greatness. Which is the exceedingly abundantly above all that you and I could ask, hope, or think. Do you receive that? Now, now pay attention because don't stop right here. And we're fixing to stop. They're fixing to step down. But I'm telling you, at home, they'll tell you, you go to my house, I'm singing. I'm rolling in the Holy Ghost. Just That's just all the time. My wife looked at me after, the, after we've been uh, married just a little. She goes, you don't ever stop, do you? And I said, well, stop what? You don't ever stop praying in the Holy Ghost, do you? I, very seldom. I don't care if I'm driving down the road. You know why? Because my natural man cannot comprehend the things that God has in store for me. But 
The Holy Spirit's been given unto me to know the perfect plan of God for every area of my life. And I have to be more in tune with him than I am with my natural ability. I don't care how, that's why Paul said, I can it all but dung. My natural, what I can do, I, my whole soul and purpose is Jesus and living in the Holy Ghost. Peace, love, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen? So declare this with me. Say, I will choose to pray in the Spirit, to pray the perfect will of God over my situations. I will yield myself to the Spirit and not to the flesh in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, quicken me. Help me. I receive your remembrance being imparted unto me over all my situations. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated if you'd like. You don't have to. Woo, glory to God. <laughs> I better drink some of this. That got me too excited already. Got me preaching. Mm, glory. Huh. Man, I love our church. I love, I love you guys. I love, I can't, I, I'm just telling you, I love y'all so much. I'm so grateful and honored to be a part of this church and Pastor Justin and Annette and the Savells and, but you personally, I'm just, I love you guys. I, I, I really, um, Pastor Cassie and I, we this is the only church that we've known uh, as a couple together. Uh, this is when God has called home for us. And, you know, when the Lord, the Lord knows what he's doing and, and you have to trust that. You know, there's times where in the natural it doesn't look, doesn't look all that. But the reality of it is you got to trust God. Trust what God's doing. Like, again, the carnal mind is the enemy against God. So if God's called you to be, I know God's called so many of y'all. I know the majority of the people that are in here are called to be here. And it's, there's a purpose behind that. But it's because of family. It's because of a relationship that we have with each other and through, with God and what God's wanting to do here. And so don't let go of that. Don't allow anything to come in between what God's doing in your life and in our lives together here in this church. Amen. It's a choice. Amen. Just like I chose to marry Cassie, it was a choice. And that was a myth that, I, that people, you know, you think, is, do I just, is there just one person for me? No, there's not. You have a choice. God didn't do that even with Adam. He brought Eve to her to see what he would do. He said, whoa, man, you know, it didn't take him long. And he said, and, and, and Adam's the one that said, she is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. Adam's the one that said that. Come on. He took that. It's a choice. And I don't know who that was for, but praise God you have it. Amen. Well, um, talk about faith. We've been studying. We're, there's so many facets of faith. And I, and I, I, I could talk. This is one of my favorite messages. So. I'm like Brother Hagen, man, Mark 11, 23 and 24. Let's keep preaching it, baby. We'll preach until Jesus comes back. Now, there, uh, to realize, and, and we're going to speed this, God's going to do this supernaturally. There, th- there, there are different levels of faith. And a lot of times people, oh, that's not right. Well, there are. Now, there's the same measure of faith. And I said this the last time I was here, but it's kind of, don't, <laughs> one of my spiritual daughters over here preached a sermon. The same night that I preached the sermon about how you build yourself up with muscles, Right? She was over there preaching to the youth saying, don't be a loosey-goosey Christian. You know, all flabby and everything. Come on. 
And then that's what happens a lot of times is that, you know, all of us have the same measure of faith, but some people develop their faith more than others do. Come on. It's just a reality. There's nothing. And so you see that in the Bible. And there's three different. There's, some, there's, a, there's a couple of points I want to just point out to you before we start looking at the scripture. Because you're going to see some different levels of faith as we talk about what God wants us to talk about tonight. And there are different levels of faith. There's three different types that he's, we're going to mention tonight. There's no faith. Because he looked at the disciple. How, how, is, how is it that you have no faith? He looked at him, right? There's little faith, right? And then there's great faith. Everybody likes to, likes to think, I got great faith. That's what you like to think, right? Everybody likes to, you know, proofs in the pudding, amen? And I, I love that, but it's a development, and how do you develop? You know, what I love about praying in the Spirit, what we talked about just a few minutes ago, is that that is building yourself in your most holy faith. That's a, that's a pure, unadulterated word that's coming out of you, through you, speaking it into existence, calling those things that be not as though they were. One of the things you do need to do when you're praying or singing in the spirit is, is take time and say, I received that. Now, you don't have to understand and exactly know what it was, but you need to receive it because you're praying the perfect will of God over your situation. So receive it. Say, I receive it. So there's, there are different levels. So there's no faith, little faith, and great faith. Stephen was full of faith. It says in Acts 6, 8, it says, And Stephen, full of faith and power, and did great wonders and miracles among the people. So since he was... Full, others can be half full, right? So if he's full, then there's a difference between being full and being half full. So there had to be some people that weren't as full as Stephen. Hello? And so you understand that there's different levels of the development of your faith. It's the same measure of faith, according to uh, Romans chapter 12, but all faith is developed at a different level. All right? We're going to look at a a few people tonight. We're going to look at Abraham. We're going to look at the disciples, and we're going to look at David, okay? All three of those, to kind of, to get a measure here, an understanding what develops and what becomes you a person of great faith, amen? Because they say, I am a person of great faith, hallelujah. So look in Romans chapter 417 with me. We're going to look at this, and uh, Romans 417, this is the account of Abraham, Read there in verse 17, it says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God. Who believed in God? Abraham, right? Okay. Who quickeneth the dead. Now talking about God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. I always like looking at the, because people say, well, you know, uh, God always calls you as you are. Not he, He calls those things that be not as though they were. So you are, God calls you as the righteousness of God, whether you feel like it or not. Okay, so God's not going to talk, he's not going to say, you idiot, because you know what, you'd be an idiot for, the, for eternity. <laughs> Just reality, okay? So he's never going to say that about us, right? So we've got to see that. So faith calls those things that be not as though they were. And now listen, still talking about Abraham, go to verse 19. Being not weak in faith. So if you're weak, then you can also be what? Strong. Yeah, so that you were saying there's some levels here. Being not weak in faith, he considered, underline that in your Bible, he considered. Not his own body, now dead. Look at that. His body was now dead. Viagra has not been invented. Real revelation here. That's what it's saying. Come on. The, the real, he did not consider that. He would not consider that. 
So what report are you listening to? What are you considering in your life? That the promises that God has spoken unto you, are you paying more attention to what the natural looks like? Or are you paying more attention to what God has just spoken about you? Because you're going to find this is where this is. And, and part one of the synonyms for consider is remember. Remember what God has said about you, not what everybody else is saying about you. Call to remembrance. What God has said, let the Holy Spirit stir that up on the inside of you of who you are in Christ Jesus, rather than what everybody else was saying. Abraham would not even consider it. Hmm, come on. So here we are, his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Huh. Dead. Dead. He wouldn't consider it. He heard from God. You, you, we got to have some bulldog tenacity about us when it comes to when God has spoken to us. And there's times in our life when you just got to hang on. My mom used to tell me when I was a kid, if you're willing to hang, if, if you'll tie a knot, when you get to the end of the rope, you ever been to the end of the rope? You feel like, I'm done, man. I said, oh, you know, whether it's somebody or it's a situation that you're going through, right? You just want to be done. And you know what? She'd always tell me, tie a knot and hang on because God will pull you through every time. Just whatever, just hang on. So Brother Hagel said, just keep the light switch of faith turned on. Just keep faith coming into your ears. Just keep remembering what God has said about you rather than what your situation is saying about you in that circumstance. So he, he wouldn't consider this the, the, the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong. Everybody say strong. Do this. Strong. Come on now. Just strong. Gotta get strong in faith. Come on. The way you build muscle is you keep doing it. You more repetition, the more muscle you're gonna build. Come on, and no different. The more you faith cometh by hearing, the more you're hearing, the more you're gonna get stronger in that situation. Okay, so giving glory, and what was he doing? Being strong in faith, and he wasn't going, look at me. He was giving glory to God. He's saying, God said this. God's the one who said this to me. God is not a man that he should lie. God is the one that has promised to me. I'm holding on to the promise of what God has spoken unto me. You can hold on to the promise of your children's children to a thousand generations because what God has spoken unto you. Don't be moved by what you see. No one whom you have believed. Call to remembrance what God's word says about you in every situation that you're going through continuously. He being fully persuaded... What he had promised was also able to perform. Are you fully persuaded? Are you totally convinced? Just what you and I have got to be totally convinced that it's God's will for you to win in that area of your life. You and I have to be totally convinced. That's the way. And the way you get totally convinced is by doing what we're talking about. Come on, speaking it, reminding yourself about it. Hmm. I want to give you the definition of to consider. It says, to fix the mind on with a view to a careful examination. To think on, I'll go back to that, with a view to a careful examination. You know, I, I see this a, a lot of times, and I, I hear this sometimes. People want to examine their problem. He would not even examine the problem. He would not, he would not take into consideration anything about himself or Sarah in the situation. 
that was in the natural, both of them seemed dead. Well, let's go to the doctor and figure out how we're going to do this now. No, he would not examine his situation. He, come on. You're going to have to see this because you're, you know, bottom line is you're going to have to build yourself up where this is concerned because it's going to have to build your faith up because what you're going to, your natural is going, it ain't going to happen. Did, did anybody ever watch the, the youth know this story? Anybody ever watch Gulliver's Travel? The, the, the original one. And you had that little pessimistic dude. Leave it alone, Gulliver. You'll never make it. Come on. Is anybody, anybody, somebody raise their hand. Somebody? Did you ever watch that? Yeah. Gulliver. He, but this little dude was a pest. Oh, Gulliver. What are you thinking? You'll never make it. Come on now. That's what you're hearing sometimes in your life. Yeah, what are you thinking? It may be a family member. It may be a coworker. It may be the news. It may be, you know, it may have been a good little Christian person somewhere that you thought was really awesome. But the reality of it is they didn't know God. Come on. And you're going to have to develop more faith. Stop listening to Gulliver's little friend. Come on. He wasn't really his friend, was he? It's like Eeyore. You know, remember Eeyore from, come on. Yeah, exactly the same way. You need to skirt them. Get them, get them out the way, okay? The youth know what that means. But, you know, you get them out the way. Just, you know, keep going. Go forward. You know, remember what God has spoken to you rather than what everybody else is telling you, whatever report you're hearing. That's, that's your report, but I'm telling you what my God says. Come on. I'm not saying don't go to doctors. I'm not saying that. I'm telling you what you don't examine that. You don't sit there and ponder and look at the, oh, they said this and this and this. So I'm going to, you know what? You know what you need to get in the Holy Ghost? Build yourself up in your most holy faith. The spirit of the Lord will tell you exactly what you need to speak over that situation rather than trying to figure it out in your own natural ability. Quit considering what everybody else thinks about the situation and consider what God has said about the situation. Spend more time in the word of God, getting a revelation from God so that you can have a revolution in your life. Come on. Glory to God. So to think on, this is the word to consider, to fix your mind on with a view to a careful examination, to think on with care, to ponder, to study, to meditate on. What did God tell Joshua? Joshua. Let this word not depart out of your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. Come on. Then you'll make your way prosper. Who's going to make your way? You're going to do why? By meditating on the word because the word of God's going to teach you what you need to do. What are you meditating on? Okay, come on. Don't forget that one of the synonyms of consider is to remember. Remember. So Abraham, you see amazing testimony here of Abraham and his situation with Sarah. He wouldn't consider. He wouldn't care what everybody else was thinking. He wouldn't consider his natural situation. He totally, only purposefully focused in on what God had said about him to the point that he even changed his name. And he walked around as Abraham, even though he did not have one child to his name. Yeah. Amen. I, what did you say? You're the father of many. So what's your son's name? There you go. I'm, He's calling those things that be not as though they were. He was don't think, and don't think Noah was a laughing stock as well. The Lord spoke to him, and you think it took him over a hundred years to build the ark? Come on, you don't think some people were talking smack? You know, you know, you need to learn how to talk some smack back. And when you just you just pull it out, it's an open book test. 
So just go ahead and pull this baby out, pray in the Holy Spirit, and start confessing what the Word of God says about you. I don't know if you know who I am, but I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm more than a conqueror. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Everything that I put my hand to prospers. You you want me to touch you? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Come on now. Seriously. What are you doing? You're remembering what God has said about you rather than what everybody else is saying about you. You and I have to do this. Abraham was strong. I love that. All right. Now, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the reality. Y'all have heard me say that. If it's going to be what? It's up to me. If it's going to be, it's up to me. It is a choice. Let's look at a few scriptures here. It says, John chapter 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believed in God, believe also in me. So this is, this is Jesus. Let not your heart be troubled. So what is he saying here? You have a choice to make. You can either let your heart be troubled or you cannot let your heart be troubled. Who chooses? Say, I do. So if it's going to be, it's what? It's up to me. Take responsibility for this. You and I have got to see that every day we have choices. We're going to look at, we're going to see situations. We have opportunities. What are you going to focus on? You got to focus on what God says about your situation rather than what your situation is talking to you about. We just don't look at nothing. We've got to look at what God's telling us to look at. Come on. We just don't turn our back on that, on whatever's going on in the net. We, we've got to look into the perfect law of liberty that will set us free in the situations that we're going to. And one of the best ways to do that is, even if you don't know it, is, is praying in the Spirit. Because you're praying the perfect will of God according to Romans chapter 4, verse 17. You are praying the perfect will of God. I'm, not, I'm sorry, Romans 8, 7, uh, is it 8, 17? I think it's 8, 17 that says you're praying, no, 27. That you're praying the perfect will of God over your situation when you're praying in the Spirit. Okay, speak it out. Start praying in the spirit. Build yourself up. I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times when I needed to, I needed a breakthrough in, the, in some area of my life that looked impossible for me naturally, and I'd spend time praying in the Holy Ghost, staying with it. I'd get my wife will tell you I go for walks sometimes for hours at a time. Just about every single day, I'm going to go at least for an hour every day. I'm going to go walk and pray, run and pray. I'm going to stay in the. I'm, what am I doing? I'm praying things that my natural man can't comprehend, but I know I'm moving things in the spirit realm that are allowing me to do things that I couldn't naturally do. Amen. And I'm receiving whatever it is that I'm praying on a continuous basis. If it's going to be what? You and I have to be the ones to choose to do this. We can choose this. Look at, look at Philippians 4.8. Paul summed this up to the Philippians. And remember that Philippians, here's Paul is. He's in, he's in jail still. So Paul's in jail. He's encouraging them through jail. How can he have a spirit of joy on this? The joy of the Lord is your strength. You pray in the Holy Ghost building up your strength. Amen. So Paul, man, you don't think Paul's in the, in the Holy Ghost praying in the spirit while he's sitting in the dungeon. Right. He, he cannot sit in that dungeon and be happy like he is. You know, we sing if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands when you're in church. But he's singing it when he's in a jail cell and in all kinds of slum junk. Okay? It's, it's up to his, I mean, it's gross. You know, nobody, most of the time, they never live over two and a half months when they went in there. That's how bad it was. And it wasn't because somebody's killed. It was because of the the um, magnitude it was it was in the sewer of that came out of out of the, out of the castle so what they were doing on the back on the bottom part of that that's where they were so everything that was coming that was getting on you on him okay but he's praying he's this is the same scripture he's saying rejoice in the lord always and again i say rejoice Woo, right come on rejoice and again i say rejoice right 
y'all remember that? Y'all remember those songs? How many of y'all remember that one? Oh, come on. There you go. Some of y'all remember that's good. What do you rejoice always? So he's, he's finalizing his, his uh, last dissertation to them. And he says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So he's saying, look, I'm not paying attention to anything that's going on in my life in the negative. I'm thinking on these things. Whatever is praiseworthy, praising God. Thank you, God, for my job. I thank you, Lord, for my wife. I would. I thank God for my wife even before I had my wife. I thank you, Lord, that she's this and this and that and this and this and this. Full of the Holy Ghost and power called in the ministry. My ministry won't set back one. Because everybody tells you when you're going to get married. You know what? Well, when you get married, you've got to slow down a little bit. No. Didn't happen. It doubled. Amen? Come on. Now, you got to understand this. Why? Because you have a covenant with Almighty God. It's always about increase, not decrease. Come on, in every area of your life. And so you tap into this by, by, by paying more attention to what God's doing than remembering what God is doing in your life rather than whatever else is going on in your life. Now, so we see Abraham, we even see Paul there that's encouraging us to think, I mean, think on these things. Think on these things. Remember this. Don't remember those things. Remember this. Come on, you have to, you have to focus. You're in it. Last week, Trey talked about that. Focus, your flow. Come on. You, you're going to have to learn to focus on what God, what are you focusing on though? The word of God. Work, whatever God has spoken over you in any situation, in every situation that you're going through. Now, this is not uncommon though. Don't, it's so important. Don't get discouraged. Don't feel like you're the only one that keeps messing up over and 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 over. It feels like you're doing the same mistake a hundred million times. Has everybody ever felt like that? I can raise all, everything. Okay? Yeah, sometimes you just, am I ever going to get this right? You know what? Don't be discouraged. Forgetting what is behind. This is one of my favorite scriptures, especially as a young adult coming up in in youth and making so many youthful mistakes, right? One of my favorite scriptures is Lamentations 3.23. His compassions fell not. They are new every morning. So every morning I'd wake up and go, okay, this is compassion. No matter what I did yesterday, last night, doesn't matter. Thank you, Jesus. Your compassion's fell not there new every single morning. Great is his faithfulness. Amen? Amen. And I had to remind myself. So we've got to constantly remember who he is in us. Greater is he that is in us rather than more than our mistakes. It's not all you're doing everything right that's going to make the breakthrough come for you in your life. It's going to be you putting your faith in what he's doing. Abraham didn't do everything right. I mean, he had, he had, his, he had a, a Hagar and he had Ishmael and he made some mistakes. Come on now. They, they're not, they're not, there's, there's these, these people in the Bible were not perfect and we're not either naturally. But when you, we allow the supernatural to be more prevalent in our life than our natural, then God shows up and does something with our supernatural. Amen? So don't be discouraged. The disciples. So we see the disciples. Let's go to Matthew chapter 16. Because <sighs> we see the disciples considering some things here. Matthew chapter 16, verse 5. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reason among themselves saying, it is because we have taken no bread. Which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, 
Oh, you of little faith. Here we go. What level? I mean, come on. Why reason you among yourselves? Because you have no bread. Do you not understand? Neither remember the five loaves, the 5,000, and how many baskets you took up. Neither, you can say here, remember the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many baskets you took up. How is it that you do not understand that I speak it not to you concerning bread, that you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees? Then understood they that he bade them not beware of the leaven of the bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. When you are paying more attention to the natural realm, you'll never step in to the supernatural blessing that God has in store for you. They were th- th- their whole perspective was, oh my goodness, we didn't bring bread with us. That has nothing to do... And so you're thinking that, oh, it's because I did this or I didn't do this or, I, you know what, I need that job. And the Holy Spirit says, well, I've got this job for you. Yeah. But, but, but this is the job I want. Well, go over there and be miserable if you want to. But, you know, this is the job that I have for you. Hello. See, because what? You're minding the natural rather than paying attention to the supernatural. Let's look at another scripture passage. I'm going to jump over and go to Romans. Chapter 8, verse 5 through 9. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. Now see, look at this. Pay attention because it's the mind here. He's what you're remembering. What are you thinking about right now in your situation that you're going through? Are you thinking more about the natural circumstances that are going on? Or are you thinking more about what Jesus or God has spoken to you about your situation? You can be so frustrated with what is going on here in the natural. You don't recognize that God's saying, just step out the way and it'll go by you. And you can go exactly where I'm telling you to go. What are you wrestling with that for? Because you wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, mights, and dominions. And you've been seated far above all these. So quit wrestling with the natural realm. Step into the supernatural promises of God. Stand firm in your faith. Develop your faith. Get stronger in your faith. Continue to be focused on your faith. Hello. And then flow in the direction that God's telling you to go. Because right here is telling us, But to be spiritually minded is life. That's the God kind of life. That's Zoe. You're you're wondering where where days of heaven on earth for? Well, quit doing your natural thing. Step into the supernatural. Trust God. Roll the care of it over on you, on him, because he cares for you. Amen. Amen. Remember this. Because the carnal mind, listen to this, is the enemy against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither, can, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. What pleases God? Faith pleases God. So then they that are in the flesh, when you're looking at everything that you've, I've done, I've done all the right stuff, Pastor Rick. You know, you forgot something. Trust. My hope is built on nothing less. Then Jesus' blood and righteousness. 
I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but I wholly lean on Jesus' name. Your faith can't be in your abilities. Your faith has to be in what God can do through you in any circumstance. It's not by the might of your power, nor by the might of your hand, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord that lives and dwells on the inside of you. But it's not only working in you, but he's working around you to make the circumstances that you're trying to get through come come to you in a way that he wants them to come to you. He's working on our behalf. My favorite poem, y'all heard me say this before, the youth have to. I brought my broken dreams to God because he was my friend. But instead of leaving him in peace to work alone, I stuck around and I tried to help with ways that were my own. At last I snatched them back and cried, how can you be so slow? He said, my child, what could I do? You never let them go. God is trying to do some amazing things in our lives. Yield, we need to yield ourselves to what he's doing rather than trying to make a way that he has not ordained for you to do. He'll make it happen. He's faithful. I love what Brother Colton says. He'll come by it honestly. Just trust him him to do it. Hmm, Glory to God. All right. So you have a battle going on here. Carnal, spiritual. Fear. Because what causes you to hang on to that? You're afraid it's not going to come to pass. If I don't keep doing this, if I don't do that, if I, oh, it's not going to come to pass. Fear or faith? Natural or supernatural? Impossible or possible? It's who's... Whose side are you leaning on? I lean on the Lord's side. Right? I'm going to some old school songs right there now. I'm going to get with that. <laughs> Come on. But, those, but the reality of that, and that's for the whole warfare, there's a, there's a battle going on the inside of you. There's two dogs. They're fighting. Which one's going to win? Whichever one you feed the most. And if you keep replaying and looping the negative things that are going on in your life and in your circumstances, you're going to keep getting what you're looking, looping and you're replaying and you're replaying and you're replaying. But if you'll start replaying what it is God said about you and continue to stay in that circumstance and continue to confess what the Word of God says about you and continue to stir yourself up in the Holy Ghost, praying in your most holy faith, you're going, to, you're going to eventually see this come to pass rather than that that's taking place in your life. Right. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Amen. It's say it's rehearsal time. I think about that now. Rehearsal time. Did anybody ever do a play or anything? I know my hands could probably jump up all over the place. You were in some type of something or another, you know. Teacher gave you a little part somewhere, and you got a chance to get out there. But but usually you rehearsed it, right? And what would you do? You'd go over it and 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 over it again until you got it the way you wanted to get it. Amen. And the way they were expecting you to have it. And see, that's, there's no difference. That's what you do with what you're calling to remember. You're remembering that. So when it does come game time, you show up. Yeah. And it shows up. I would tell my players all the time as a coach, I would tell them, I don't ever want to see you do some, try to do something in a game that I've never seen you try to do in practice. Because I want to make sure that when you get in practice, we run some plays, 
over and over and over and over and over again until they could do it in their sleep. They could do it blindfolded. But it was so repetitious, when the pressure gets on, you don't fold under the pressure. And you have to be so rooted and grounded in the word of God, empowered by the Holy Spirit behind it, what God is speaking to you so that nothing moves you in the circumstances that you're going through. It's rehearsal time. Now, let's look at this last person. I want you to really dig in here with me. He's one of my favorite heroes in the Bible, and his name is David. David. A man after God's own heart. Amen. Say, I am a person after God's own heart. If you understand David, man, you think about the time, how much David rehearsed things. He rehearsed all the, what was he doing when he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. What is he say? He he was reminded, you know, my favorite part of that is, yay. Woo. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of, he was not, he was saying, you know what? Come on. You want some of me? I don't care what I'm going through. Yea, though I walk to the valley of the shadow, I fear no evil. Fear or faith? He was building his faith up. Psalms 91, very familiar passage of scripture there too. What was he saying? He's speaking it out. We dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. We abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We say of the Lord, he is our refuge. He is our fortress, our God, and him do we trust. He's speaking that out of his mouth. He's rehearsing what God is doing for him in the situations that he was going through. He was writing these when he was going through tough situations. He was remembering what God had spoken and who God had been for him his whole entire life. And he reminds him in Psalms 103, he says, what does he say? Bless the Lord, O my soul. What is he doing? He's speaking to himself. Come on. Come on, Ricky. Get it together, boy. Shake it off now. Let's do what we got to do. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all his, what is he doing? Forget not, remember, remember, he's remembering, forget not all his benefits. All his benefits, even the ones you don't know about. David is rehearsing this. He's constantly replaying this. He's remembering what God has done for him and stirring himself up for the battles that he has in front of him. Let's look at the, one of the most famous passages of Scripture where David is concerned. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 31. And, the wor- and when the words were heard, listen to this. That boy, he's not but 14 years old. Man, he's just a kid. He comes out, he's talking, boy, he can talk some smack. You want some of this? I mean, he already seen some things happen, and he was ready for anything that come his way because he knew in whom he had believed. But you know what? I never will forget Dr. Savelle talked about, he had a, a message, and he actually called me up at the Believers Convention one year, and he talked about when you get knighted. And he talked about how, that's, how when, when, when that takes place, you're no longer who you used to be. And it's the same way when you became a Christian. Ooh, there's a new man on the inside. There's a new woman on the inside. Come on now. Boy, you got your superhero clothes on now. Come on now. You know what I'm talking about. Come on. You got to see this. I said this other day, last on Sunday. You're a new, a new creature with new features. Come on. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. You are past, your old man has passed away. Become, all things have become new. 
You have to remind yourself of that sometimes because Dracula wants to come out of the closet. Come on, put that flesh out the way. Amen. We don't need no dead man walking around here. Come on. Come on. You, we are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live. Yet not us, but Christ liveth in me. The life we live, we live by the faith of the Son of God Amen. who came, saw, and kicked that so that you and I could be more than conquerors with him, as it says according to Romans chapter 8. What is he doing? Now, so here's David. And when the words were heard, which David spoke. So David's been talking. He comes out to the battlefield. Everything's going down. Everybody's like running. They're scared. They're, they're fearful. They're all worried about everything. Look, look at this big guy. He's like nine feet tall. He's bigger than Shaq. And he's like going to come take us out. Come on now. Andre the giant don't have nothing on this boy. Now look at this. David comes out. When the words were heard, which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul. Now, if they could rehearse him, that means that they heard that quite a bit. They came to Saul and said, listen to what this guy's saying. Listen to this boy. Can you believe this guy? But he's talking like, man, he can really do this. They're coming. David's not even testifying about himself. They are testifying about David to Saul. How, what are people saying about you right now? Come on. Are they, or what kind of report are we hearing? Are we hearing a Joshua and Caleb or the 10 other spies? Come on. I want people to know that they know that they know that when they step into my house and they step into my life, that I'm not speaking contrary to what God's speaking about me. I don't care what the circumstance looks like in my life. I want them to know that they know that they know that I'm going to stay on God's side. I'm going to speak what God says about me, not what everybody else is saying about me. I don't care what everybody else is saying about me. My God has supplied all of my needs according to his riches and glory. And what he has done before, he'll do it again. You may not know how, you may not know when, but he'll do it again. Y'all remember that one? That's, that's another great one. What are you doing? What am I doing? I'm remembering what God has spoken unto me. I tell you, I sing all the time. They make fun of me a little bit, but that's all right. I, those songs, they come up. What are they? The remembrances for me. They're, they're quickening me to what God has spoken to me. You're going to have to, whatever you're, whatever you're listening to, we're going to know. Because it's going to be coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Seriously. If you keep rehearsing, if every time I talk to you, you're rehearsing the same problem over and over again, we know what you have more faith in, the problem, rather than what God has said about you. I want to hear people that come to me, man, look what the Lord just told me, Pastor Rick. Man, can you see this? I was praying the other day, and man, God gave me this, Vic, and he gave me this. Man, this is what God's telling me. What do you think of that? You're, you get excited with them. You know, you're just like me, Vic. So you're just like, yeah, tell me more. What are we doing? We're focusing on the answer. All right? Not the problem. David. Hmm. He looked at that boy and said, hmm. Let's see what he said. He said, so they, they're talking about David. What are people talking about you? And he sent for him, and David said to Saul. Here's David. Hey, yo, dude. Don't let your heart be hardened. Don't let it be troubled. Hey, don't worry. Have no fear. Jesus is here. Come on now. <laughs> Seriously. You got to have something that you've, and you know what people, you've got to have confidence and give glory to God in the circumstance. You got to, you got to know, read what David says here. Let no man's heart fail because of this, because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with the Philistine. Saul said, now here's the, here's the deal. Did David consider what Saul said? No. Somebody say it loud. Did David consider what Saul said? No. 
Did he consider what Eliab said? Did he consider what all those other people were saying? No, he wouldn't take that into consideration. You, you and I have got to get rooted in what God has spoken to us and not consider what everybody else is saying. Thou are not, this is what Saul said to him. Thou are not able to go against the Philistine to, to fight with him. For thou art but a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. David said unto Saul, ha, ha, ha. Here comes, now here's the deal. David had something to bank on. And you do too. You may think, well, God's not, God saved you, set you free, delivered you from you, and from all the other things that were going on in your life. He made you a son, a daughter of the Most High God. He, he made you an heir to the throne. He crowned you with his glory. Come on. He made you the righteousness of him in Christ Jesus. Come on. You, he made you more than a conqueror. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thy servant, David said in the song. Man, listen. Me, your servant, kept, your father, kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion. And a bear. <laughs> you got you to see this, man. Saul got to be looking at this little ruddy boy going, what? You're telling me a lion and a bear came in? Listen to what he did to him. He says, and took a lamb out of the flock. You know what I did? I went after him. And I smote him. And I delivered it. Out. So he hits the lion or the bear. Just tags him one. Get off. Grabs the lamb out of his mouth. Okay, come on. And then he arose against me. So the, the, the bear of the lion looks at David like, oh, come after you. So he rises. This is a cool, I mean, you think about the fullness of what's taking place here. Can you imagine the, um, can you imagine the imaginations that were going through Saul and all of his leaders? They don't even know. David had been serving Saul for quite a while at this time, but Saul had no earthly idea who he was. You see, some, some of you right now, they're looking, they don't even know who you are. But God. There's a song by Ray Bolts. When others see a shepherd boy, God may see a king. Even though your life is filled with ordinary things. In just a moment, he can touch you and everything will change. When others see a shepherd boy, God may see a king. Everybody else looked at David as just this little kid. Like, who are you and what do you think you're doing? And he's telling them, man, dude, you don't understand. Man, this, my, our God, our God, he came out to them going, look, he's defiled the army of God. He defiled our God. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Yeah. Who is this guy that does not have a covenant with God Almighty? El Shaddai. Who is this guy? Come on. Man, don't you know? Hasn't he done something? In, yeah, he's done something for you. And if he did it once, he'll do it again. Come on. Look at this. And he rose against me. I caught him by his beard and I smote him and I slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord, who? The Lord. The who? The Lord. Who is your arm stretched out to? Because I'm telling you right now, naturally, you, you and I both know, naturally, it doesn't look all that cool. Mm -hmm. Reality check. Come on. Back to reality. Come on. 
You know, reality check here, but the reality that you got to have, this is what I love. You got to have a deeper reality of what God has said about you rather than what the world is saying about you. You need to go back to the reality that God has spoken. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And the truth is, is what God says about you rather than what the world is saying about you or your circumstances are saying about you or what your health is saying about you or what your doctor is saying about you or what your in-laws are saying about you. Come on, whatever it is, it does not matter. When you're on, when you're on God's side, God's on your side. And when God's on side, your side, if he be for you, who can be against you? And I'm telling you right now, if you'll stay focused and remember what God is doing and what God has done in your life, then he will change the circumstance that you're going through right now. You've got to have a deeper revelation of what he's doing and a remembrance of what he's done than you are of the situation that you're going through. But your trust cannot be in your own natural ability. David's trust, he didn't say, I'm going to take him out. He did not say that. The Lord. And it's capitalized, Yeshua Messiah. He, the Lord, Yahweh, he's going to do this. God's going to do this. Hmm. And that's what, you, that's what you and I are going to have the ability to say. Do you, want it, you want it to be something that, it's a testimony of saying that you couldn't have done it on your own. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me. Just in time. Come on now, there you go. See, you got to sing those songs. You got to remind yourself of that. Come on. You got to, that's remembering what God has done for us. Amen. So the Lord that delivered me out of the paw, he's remembering again, and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go, the Lord be with you. The Lord be, and we know the outcome of the situation. David went in there and he took him out. And you know what? It's another smack. If you go look in there a little bit further, I'm wrapping it up because we need to go. But if you go in there, look at that, man. David, Goliath come out just smacking it, talking his stuff. And David gave, he told him who was going to help him to take him out. You know what I love? I told my wife this. I was reading this, studying this out. I was like, you know what I liked about it? Goliath came out and talked about what he was going to do to David. David came out and talked about what he's going to do to the whole Philistine army. Come on. He had a bigger picture. He had a deeper revelation. And I'm telling you, there's some giants in your land right now, in your life right now. When you slay them, everything else is going to get a whole lot easier. But you need to, you need to have the victory that's sitting right in front of you. Another little thing my mom used to tell me, if there's a situation that you're facing right now in your life, If you don't learn how to get over it right here, you're going to see it again and again and again because the devil will keep bringing it back to you. So learn how to conquer it in that situation. If you learn how to conquer it, he'll never mess with you in that situation again because he knows you done whooped it. But you need to whoop it. And you need to be like David. Don't just knock it down. Take its head off. And you keep those things in remembrance. One of the things I love about the testimony of Dodie Osteen, who is still walking in her divine health, is because she still, to this day, she wakes up every day and she confesses those healing scriptures over her that got her healed, but that also keep her healed. What is she doing? She's constantly remembering what God has done, promised, and is going to continuously do in her life. You receive that? Yes. Father God, we love you and we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you that your word never returns void, that it does what it's set out to do. I thank you, Lord, that you're working on the hearts and minds of everybody listening tonight, that they're being remembered. They were being reminded 
of what you have done and what you are doing in their lives. Help them to, to loop and to replay everything that you're doing in their life and not pay attention to anything that's going on in the natural world. We trust you to perfect that which concerns us, Lord. We love you. Thank you for giving us this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Say, I receive, I receive this, word this word tonight. tonight. Devil, Devil, you can't have it. In Jesus' name, Jesus. amen. Love you guys.